you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. All right, all right, we're back. Bruce, episode six, Life After Addiction. Man, today we are going to talk about works versus faith. We hear this a lot from the guys. Uh, you hear this a lot from people in the in the faith, people talking about doing works. You hear it mistaught a lot. What do we do? Works versus faith. Lead us in here, Bruce. Yeah, I'm fired up about this one, man. Uh, you know, the Bible clearly states that it's not works that uh, gives us our salvation. It's faith and faith alone. Uh, but we also know from James, he says that if you if you don't have works, then you don't have faith. And so what is the, the discrepancy there? I don't think there is a discrepancy because we see in First John where he clearly says, if you have faith, then your life should look like this. And if you don't have faith, then your life probably looks like this. And so there's just some some fundamental kind of observations there that we're talking about. But when it comes to works, uh, we know that we, there's nothing we can do to secure our salvation. There's nothing that we can do to prove anything to anyone, really. And the more we try to do that, if that's what our goal is, then we're just going to fail miserably at it. And so what we should do in, in, instead is to see how these things, these boundaries, these things that God gives us to live a certain lifestyle in, that there is life after addiction, there's life after failure, there's life after being dead, there's, there's life uh, uh, that God calls us to live in abundance. And, and that's, that's the part of the works that we should be glad. You know, the Bible says to, to rejoice, to enjoy God, to, to live each day in gladness. Uh, that we would abide to these things. One, first and foremost, because it honors God that people would see our life and, and see that we're different. Like to be holy means to be set apart, to be different than. So when God calls us to, to live these certain, uh, live a certain way under these certain boundaries, then it's going to reflect who God is to the rest of the world. And then second, uh, as it says in Second Peter uh, chapter 1, it says that we will escape the corruption in the world, and also will escape our evil desires. So these these things are our, to our benefit. Uh, it's not to prove anything or to secure anything. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's exactly right. And before we even get into um, talking about addiction and recovery and kind of what the world is telling you about works and, and faith, and uh, I mean, even I've had guys come in, you know, guys come in from all walks of life. They come in atheist, Buddhist, you know, every religion you could think of. Uh, and, and so sometimes like I, I've had been asked questions or people who kind of read the Bible and maybe they want to catch you because they're not really interested in anything. And they're going to specifically, like you said, they're going to bring up Paul and James and say, this is a contradiction in the Bible. Therefore, I don't have to read it and believe it. It's not inspired because God can't, your God can't contradict himself. Right. <laughs> and normally it's like Romans three twenty four when, when Paul's saying, but they are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. For we consider that person is declared righteous by faith apart from works of the law. Uh, and then James is going to say something like, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith by my works. Uh, and he goes on and says, 
that faith without works is dead. And they're like, well, this is two contradictory things. What are you talking about? And, and the response to that is read God's word and realize that what they're saying is exactly the same thing. Paul is addressing um, Pharisees and this legalistic, you earn God through works, and he's addressing them saying, no, 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 it has nothing to do with your law. And in fact, if you are trying to be justified by your law, then you will be held accountable. Every syllable of the law is what saves you. So if you break it, you're doomed. So he's saying it's not about works. It's not about law. It's about grace and faith in Christ. And then James is addressing the very same thing. It's about faith, but he's addressing the opposite end of the spectrum in the aspect of not everyone who's saved does good things. And he's encouraging Christians, hey, you're called to this. You're called to this. And the way I would say that even Paul is encouraging him, they're agreeing, is because Paul later writes in Ephesians chapter 2, for we are his creative work having been created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand so we could do them. So they're, they're not disagreeing with each other. They're saying the same thing, and you've got to understand that. And then when you break it down, you understand the context, and you show it to them. Uh, the person already has another argument that they want to talk about because that one didn't suffice, and it fell on their heads. Absolutely. I mean, when, when you approach things in, a, in an indifferent attitude, then you're always going to find fault with something. Uh, and I love what you say about context because uh, I think we were just discussing before the podcast the, uh, somebody's question about do we take the Bible literally? And I mean, that's a really good question because if you're not taking, if you're not interpreting the Bible within the context of what's being said, then you're going to misinterpret it or you're going to see it as contradictory. And, and so God calls us to approach his word with trust. And that we would understand, and God says, for those who who can't understand, uh, that God will make known to us. And that means that we just keep searching, you know, keep searching. If if we expect to come to the Bible and pull out verses and, and, you know, judge others and live our life according to these things out of context, then we're just going to be misled. Yeah. Yeah. And so the meat of this, the meat of maybe what you're trying to hear when it comes to works and faith, when it comes to recovery and addiction or even just life Bruce, I, was, I just heard this today, and I actually had heard it before, but I was watching it this morning because it kind of came up in a feed or something. And it was this secular um, addiction um, company. You know, that's all I could say. I don't, I don't know what to call it. Industry. And they put out this video, and the title of it was, What Role Does Spirituality Have in Recovery? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and in spite of the stats that they gave that, like, you know, People who have faith and all this stuff are like four times higher not to have a relapse than those who relapse aren't as strong in their faith and all these like crazy stats. They're saying, hey, faith does have a role in recovery. It has a role. You should have a spiritual side. You should have a side. But it doesn't like what we would believe mm-hmm. is that that's the that's the centerpiece is you got to deal with the heart. You got to have you got to understand that we were spiritual like in Ephesians 2. We were spiritually dead. You were dead, but God entered, right? And so if you don't miss that, if you don't see the center, centralized piece that this is a spiritual problem and faith is the answer and you don't understand that it's it's just that, then you're going to consistently have to say that it's the disease and you have to work or someone has to work you. Yeah. Uh, man, address that. Yeah, well, I mean, 
and the reason I said I was so fired up about this episode is that uh, I think the biggest tragedy in the Christian world is that we come to our salvation and then nothing. Yeah. And so there's no growth there. There's no application of what God calls us to do to live a set apart. And so, therefore, other people don't see it. Your life really doesn't change. And therefore, you're not receiving the blessings of God, although although you you will in, uh, inherit the ultimate um, uh, eternity with, with the Lord. And that also is something that I think people get wrong, too, is that the Bible says we're not to judge each other. Nobody can judge the heart of a man except for God. Mm. So you can call yourself a Christian, and I have to take you for your word, and I have to, to love you as a brother or a sister. Because nobody knows the heart of a man except for God and God alone. Uh, but the tragedy is that we just don't grow, and that we're not strengthened. We, we're still weak. Uh, we're still confronted with these things in this world uh, that we can't overcome. And you know, the Bible says it's just it's interesting. You know, you and I can go on for days about what the world says about recovery and addiction versus what you know God tells us. Uh, which isn't a surprise, by the way, that God, you know, he knew we were going to be addicted to stuff. Yeah. It's really just idolatry is what it is. Uh, but the Bible says that apart from God, you can do nothing. But in Christ, all things are possible. And so even even the way we talk about the spirituality today, you know, it, it, it used to be one thing, and now it's so many different things. You know? uh, and it's everything from self-help to medical practice to... Uh, nature, I mean, you name it, whatever your spirituality is. Uh, But if it's apart from God, (laughs) it has no power. It can't do anything. And therefore, you're you're just, you're setting yourself up for failure somewhere down the road, thinking and believing in something that is really just uh, um, a misleading interpretation. Yeah. And so Bruce mentioned something about idolatry in the heart. And and episode nine, we're going to talk about the stigma of addiction. We're really going to flesh that out. So if that interests you, Go download episode nine and listen to it. But what Bruce just said was was very uh, interesting. It, it, apart from God, and so inside of this video I'm watching, man, right there, they interviewed uh, someone in the Islam faith. They interviewed a rabbi, which was a woman had tattoos all over. I wasn't sure. I didn't know. Maybe that was very liberal. Um, hey, I got tattoos Judaism. all over me, man. So <laughs> I know, but a rabbi in the Jewish faith, I didn't know it would be a woman with tattoos all over oh, her. But, right. but uh, maybe it's very liberal, and I don't know that conservative Jews would, would agree that she's a rabbi. Maybe they would. She didn't look Jewish to me. Uh, maybe she is. Who knows? Sorry. Anyways, all these different religions. There's Judaism. There was, uh, there was um, a Christian guy that they interviewed. And then at the end, it tied in this human humanistic Relative, relative, relativistic um, worldview that it doesn't have to be a god. It's just everyone has the power to be their best self, and that's the point, man. It's the, like if if you're saying that a power greater than yourself has to save you, and we're talking about twelve steps, or has to you're confessing to this power, or you're you've looked to this power to restore you to sanity. Uh, if it's if it's something that has no power. I don't even understand how it is. And then how do you do it? If, if, you're, if you're a humanistic worldview, there is no God, there is no, um, you know, you find these other things to say it's your higher power, but you're doing a moral inventory. What, what basis do you have to say that anything's moral or good or bad? I know, right? And just uh, you talk about 
being contradictory. I mean, I mean, help me understand what self-help means, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, if I'm the one who's addicted, if I'm the one who can't fix myself, then how is myself going to make any difference? I've already proven to myself that I can't do it. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't be an addiction, right? I mean, so it's, it's a whole contradictory in itself. And, uh, and one of the things I, I tell students all the time is, you know, Apart from God, right, there's no power in anything. And, and even the Bible says, man, what sounds good and right to man still leads to death. And that means that we're just not, it's not going to work, right? Uh, and, man, next time you go into a library or next time you go into rather a, like a bookstore, like Books a Million or something like this, and look at the self-help section. It's the largest section in, yeah. in the store, right? Yeah. It's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. And look, I'm not downing things that say, hey, if you do these five things, you know, to better health, it's not going to help you, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we're all committed to this self-help idea from a worldview, and we just forget, like, where the real help comes from. In fact, what does it say in Isaiah? It says, where does my help come from? Does it come from the mountains? Lord, yeah. No, it comes from the Lord, right? It's So we can look in all these different directions for this, but... Yeah, and like I was saying, like, even, like... This is a biblical worldview, and so we're just speaking truth. We're not. We're not. We're being gracious. We're not trying to. We, we welcome anyone to send in a question. Set up it. We'll have anyone in, and they could sit in here, and they, we could debate their issues with our issues. We'd love to do that, but we are going to speak truth. And when I said like the humanistic worldview, you don't have a basis of saying anything is good or bad. It's because from your worldview, we're all just. N- Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. We're just bumping into each other. And and how can I say that, Bruce, how can I say what you did was bad if I don't have some sort of truth standard? Absolutely. How can I say that this was good if I don't have some sort of good standard? Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite Class. verses in the Bible is in the book of Mark. I think it's chapter 10 where this man confronts Jesus and he says, what shall I do? To, he says, good teacher, what shall I do to internal to inherit eternal life. And Jesus doesn't even address his question. He just says, what do you call me good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing good but God. Like, how do you even know what is good? It's basically what he's saying is, how do you mm. know what's good? Why do you call me good? Where did you get that from? How do you know? Yeah. Calls him out. And, and, but he gives the reference to how we would know. Yeah. And turns him back to God. Yeah. Right. And, and so, yeah. So as we wrap up, we want to make sure we have time for the question at the end here. Faith, uh, and works are tied together. Uh, it's not, you don't work to earn faith, but yeah, we're definitely going to tell guys to do things inside of recovery, inside of growth. Mm. Um, but it's not a work-based thing to self-help. It's something that you're doing. You're setting a discipline. You're you're growing in Christ. He's changed your heart. You want to be obedient, uh, and so it, it's just a, a misconception of the way you view this stuff. Exactly. I mean, and speaking in recovery terms, I mean. We have a choice to make, yeah. you know, and there's consequences to eat to whatever that choice is. Yeah. I can either listen and be obedient to these things that God's calling, which was best for me in my life to help escape a corruption, live a good life, live a godly life. And there's consequences that come with that. Yeah. Uh, they're called blessings, mm. <laughs> peace and joy and these things. But there's also consequences if I choose to, to do something else. And I think what's, most interesting is people just act surprised or even blame God. Mm. You know, it's their own choice. And then they, 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 they act surprised when 
the consequences of those choices come come direct. So when you talk about works versus faith, it's because of my faith, my, my trust in God, that he's leading me down the right direction, that I would do these things, and the outcome of those, the consequences of those things are blessings, their mm-hmm. protection, their fulfillment. Uh, God says, I know what my plans for you are. They're not of destruction, but they're of hope and a future. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. And, not and, to harm you. Yeah. So that's it for the work and faith. The question that we have to close out, this is a juicy one, Bruce. Uh, it says this, when it comes to temptation, do we go for flight or fight, and how do we go about it? That comes from Emilio all the way from Palm Beach, Florida is where he comes from. Oh, wow. So when it comes to temptation, do we go for flight or fight, and how do we go about it? And, man, I, I, I again, that's a perspective kind of thing, too. I don't know if you have anything to add. I can, I can. Yeah, I mean, you could go one direction and say, well, the Bible tells us to turn the other cheek, right? Right. And that we are to always be peacemakers. So in that regard, it's like, when would I ever need to fight? Hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I think what you can say in that is that you can defend your faith and that you stand firm in what you believe, and therefore you don't live in fear of what you're confronted with right. and what are the outcomes of those things are because God is your ultimate um, protector, your shepherd. You yeah. know? Um, and so fleeing would, would have something to do with that fear. But, man, there's some... There's, <laughs> There's some, I, th- I think, common practices or what, what, what do they say, some uh, realities there that make sense, common sense, right? Yeah. And that, man, I, I definitely need to flee from a situation if it's not a good situation. And if I'm going to be influenced in a way by people who are not trying to live the same lifestyle I'm living, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's like, right. well, then I need to remove myself from, from these things. And, and the Bible tells us to purge these things out of our life. So, yeah, there's going to be opportunities where God's going to, Test you and say, man, you should probably run from this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so here, here's what I'm going to say about why I said it's perspective. Because I'm going to say, fight. When it comes to temptation, you fight, and not in the way that someone might think, right? Because I'm going to say, just like you said, that man, for me to turn the other cheek, that's hard. Because that's not what I want to do. I've got to fight everything on the inside because I want to smack them back, right? And in the context of the verse, it's showing that if someone strikes you, you turn your cheek and let them strike you again. That would be hard for me. I'd have to fight to do that, yeah. right? When it comes to temptation, I've got to fight against that. When it comes to taking away and, and finding new friends and purging old friends, that's a fight because it's not what I wanted. It's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable to make new friends. Uh, and I give this example a lot of times about the fight issue um, if, if when it comes to temptation, right? If if at three in the morning your door's kicked in, you're with your family, someone kicks in your door, and that intruder wants to kill you, and they want to take your family from you, you don't go and 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 play Xbox with them and play games and lollygag. No, you go and fight. That's your only option. You're protecting your home, your thing. And I say it so often: addiction and by definition, sin is trying to kill you. And it's trying to take your family. The wages of sin is death. Get violent against it. Fight against it, about, against your own desires for whatever the temptation is. You fight that. Not call the dope man or the beat up the liquor clerk and you don't beat up the dope man. Not physical fighting. Not those kind of things. You're fighting against every urge inside of you that says, oh, wow, that temptation is the answer. You're fighting that because yeah. you know it's not. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's idolatry. I think it's an. I think it's a more of an attitude. Yeah. In what you're saying, and not a physical. Right. Because right? yeah. the Bible also says we're not fighting flesh yeah, and blood. Yeah. You know, that's it. Things that's it. in the spiritual realm. And so it's an attitude, and there's this pastor who really influenced me in a positive way when he said this. He says, you know, many people, if you ask, and, and like Christians just say, let's just say you ask this question to Christians, you know, how many of you guys have um, a heart that is bad? You know, And many people raise their hand just out of humbleness. They'll just say, yeah, I've, I've got a you know, filed heart. You know? But if you are saved, you actually have a good heart. Like the Bible talks about how it was turned from stone into flesh and that is now uh, a heart of God. And so from that perspective, it's it's not that I have a bad heart that I'm having to defend like, or trying to be good. Right. Right. I'm already good and I'm defending the bad. Right. And man, that changed my perspective yeah, on does. the way I look at stuff like this. And that was really good. Yeah. So to answer your question, Emilio, how is, man, you, you, you get violent against your sin because that's not your nature anymore. You, you ask God, God, give me your heart. I want to love the things you love and hate the things you hate. And, man, are you going to do it perfect? No. But the more you begin to hate it, the more you begin to set up things in your life that you don't invite those things in, you put them to death. Yeah, and if I can just add one more thing, yeah. I know we're running out of time, but uh, there's this thing in the Bible, man, and if you go back and look and, and, and observe, usually when you see repent, or repentance, or forgiveness, you'll see this word, turn, mm. very closely associated with that. In fact, a lot of times it's just used in place of those words. And what God's calling us to do is in self-control, which way are you going to turn? Are you going to turn to yourself, or are you going to turn to God? And are you going to be obedient to the God, things God asks you to do, or are you just simply going to pray? Are you going to ask God to intervene? Are you going to intervene for others through prayers, or... You're going to turn to God's word and, and and trust him with the outcomes of these things. Or are you just going to turn to yourself and the things of this world to confront these things and how you're going to deal with it? And that's that, that was pretty um, uplifting to me when I heard that the first time. And that that's really the only self-control we have is turning it to God's control. Because when you're confronted with temptation, I mean, God didn't make us. He didn't design us to be able to handle these things on our own. Mm. And if we don't turn to God for it, then we're going to fail. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the time we have, Bruce, next week. Next episode, we're talking about identity. Man, that's going to be juicy. Awesome. That's going to be my one of my favorite topics. I can't wait. Download the podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember, email the questions in. Love you guys. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.